I'm Angela Ross, and this is SoCal Voices. Melody C. Miller is the filmmaker behind the multi-award winning documentary, California's Forgotten Children. The film focuses on the complex issue of child sex trafficking with stories from survivors, and it outlines the work we all need to do to protect our children from exploitation. Melody, welcome to SoCal Voices. Thank you so much for having me, Angela. When did you realize you had the calling to be a filmmaker? Well, when I was around 15 years old, uh, I was taking a film class in high school and uh, they had us do a project where we had to go to a local nonprofit uh, that we cared about the issue. And I chose uh, domestic violence and homeless women and children. And I made a little documentary for them. And that documentary then uh, won an award that gave that organization money so that they could help um, homeless women and children. And they were so thankful uh, to be able to ha- have a documentary that they could show people to educate them more about the issue. And I didn't have money to give to them, but it just meant so much to me that I was able to do something artistically, creatively with my hands. And that was able to help that organization in some way to be able to continue to provide amazing services to help people in need. So what do you think it was that attracted you to that particular area, the the domestic violence? Did you did you know someone with that experience or was it just something that touched your heart? Yeah, so I had a friend when I was younger who was abused and knowing their personal story made me want to volunteer at an organization that helped domestically abused women and children because I knew what my friend went through and it was really hard. And so I wanted to be able to help in some way other people who are experiencing it. And so in high school, I filmed a documentary about uh, building futures for women and children. And then afterwards, I, because of its success and how it really helped people, I started to explore other causes um, like saving the wolves. Um, There are no longer any wolves in California that are wild. They've been all killed off and a lot of people buy wolves as pets and then when they grow up uh, they realize you have a wolf in your house they it's not a dog uh, and then a lot of those wolves go to the pounds and they get euthanized mm-hmm. so I found a sanctuary that was going to libraries and explaining the wolf story that rescues those wolves from pounds before they're about to Uh, get killed and rehabilitates them either in their own sanctuary or sends them to other sanctuaries or some of the wolves are being used as like rescue dogs or in the military. So when I heard that story, I went out with my friend and we met real wolves and we filmed a documentary about wolves. And so that just got me on this cycle of making films about causes that I care about, whether it's helping women and children or animals or just different topics I started to gravitate towards and use my skills to make a difference. That's fantastic. That's really great. This movie, this film, this documentary is so impactful. Um, You've really hit a compelling emotional issue, um, something that is really 
needed as far as raising awareness about the issue, but it's also an issue that makes a lot of people uncomfortable. They don't want to talk about it. But the problem with that, of course, is when we don't acknowledge problems and we don't talk about them, we can't really begin to effectively address them and and solve them. So what is your mission with this documentary? Uh, My mission with this documentary is to be able to educate people about the problem of child trafficking and how and hopefully inspire them to create change in their lives to help um, women, children, men, boys, all uh, genders who could be commercially sexually exploited. And um, right now I'm specifically focusing on getting the film into high schools. Uh, We've done several screenings and have a trauma-informed curriculum that I work with the survivors in the film with. uh, And it has been literally saving lives uh, in collaboration with Crisis Valley Center and the police department. We've been screening the films over over a week and uh, through the curriculum. And because there's a support system there, we've recovered several uh, kids who were experiencing commercial sexual exploitation or exploitation, similar abuse, uh, they were able to come forward privately and get the help that they needed. So right now I feel the film has accomplished a lot. It's won many awards, festivals, it's played at the United States Senate, the United States Women's Summit. You know, we've done screenings with government organizations, so many nonprofits we've helped fundraise for, and even uh, screened at Facebook headquarters to help with their cybersecurity team, and they hired the survivors from the film to then consult with them on how to catch predators. So we've done a lot of great work, um, hugely, and now we're going into schools to really get to the problem and work because the teachers are so important that they see those kids every day, and for a kid to be comfortable to come out. Uh, and ask for help, and also the teacher knowing where to get help, also respect what the kid's going through, um, and having support systems in school is is just really important. And there's a law that passed in California that it's mandatory to um, educate people about child trafficking, but a lot of the time schools don't have the funding to do it, and they haven't been following through. Well, you know, you really... touched on a a really critical component of this issue. Um, It has to be addressed on so many levels, legislatively, law enforcement, clergy, communities, and families. And I wonder if during the recording, uh, during the filming of of this, um, did you encounter people who shared with you that some of the very institutions that are supposed to protect children actually either through ignorance or negligence or outright perpetrating um, uh, these acts of exploitation harmed uh, kids. Um, and and how, how do you see as a filmmaker and your experience with this, how do we get around that? Uh, sadly, everything you said is just tr- true. And time after time again, uh, many of the survivors went for help and they weren't giving the services that they needed. Um, and so as a filmmaker, when I screen the movie, we've been screening it to those people who might have misconceptions about what child trafficking is and how it looks like. And so after they see the film, they realized 
all the chances they miss with other kids and they make a promise to themselves that they're not going to miss it again and they try to change it like uh, people are just very impacted they make huge changes in their lives after seeing the film if they have um a direct contact with victims or uh just their area in general so I've, I've seen just like a huge change in people who have those leadership roles and are trying to fix the problems in their institutions yeah you mentioned earlier um that uh the film had been screened in the senate i want you to talk a little bit about uh, vice president kamala harris and that event and also just raising awareness about the importance of the issue. You know, uh, as an independent filmmaker, it's so hard to try to get your movie out there and seen and heard. And uh, if it wasn't for the persistence of uh, our, our team and the people in the film who kept reaching out to the office, explaining how important this film is, um, you know, we wouldn't have been able to um, have Harris Harris's office um, get the screening to happen and invite uh, people in the government to go see it. I mean, it was an extreme honor. And uh, one of the um, leaders from the film, uh, T. Ortiz Walker Pettigrew, she came to the event uh, along with uh, uh, Jameson Christopher Sean Watson, who was a case manager at Bay Area Women Against Rape and helped uh, rescue many uh, children. And so just having, being there with them at the Senate was an uh, incredible honor and just so special. I actually have a picture uh, right here of all of us standing uh, in front of the White House. Oh, that's and, great. Uh, and it was, it was just such an honor that the film could go that far and make a difference. And it's still making differences every, at each screening. That is awesome. That's got to be incredibly rewarding for you um, to to have that as as uh, as as an experience with this such a worthwhile cause and uh, to have that level of awareness and attention paid um, to your work is is pretty incredible. We'll be back right after this. The I Found Her podcast chronicles the personal journey of a birth mother, the daughter she placed for adoption, and their reunification some 30 years later. Listen in as this mother-daughter duo with a twist unpack the details of their amazing reunion and how finding one another has impacted their lives and the lives of their families. You'll laugh, shed a few tears, and be incredibly inspired. I Found Her, available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I want you to go into a little bit more detail, if you will, about uh, the the training that the documentary is used for. And, and maybe it's just like um, hitting the main points about the things that people going about their everyday lives need to watch for uh, in terms of being aware of the type of exploitation that occurs and, and how it moves uh, through society and, and what folks should and should not do. Uh, when it comes to addressing uh, the issue, if they think they see something that looks a little strange, our film has been used for trainings for very different, various different organizations, and they screen the movie, and then they bring on experts uh, from the film and other organizations, um, like from the organizations that are on the front lines um, working to rescue youth, to the government organizations, police departments, and survivor leaders, just bringing everyone together 
after watching the film to discuss with the audience, the trainees, like how, what changes can be made and how we can improve it. Um, and so some of the things that people at home uh, could do if they see a commercially sexually exploited child or a human trafficked uh, victim is to call the hotline number that is 888-3737-888 and um, describe where they saw the person being trafficked and what they look like. And then afterwards you call the police and uh, file a, a police report of the issue and uh, do not use the word prostitute, use more direct language like commercially sexually exploited child or there is a child getting in and out of adult men's cars and they are being raped, they need help right now. Uh, because a lot of times the word prostitution um, is just watered down and kind of just not really paid as close attention to um, because of media and how it's portrayed in media. So by saying the words, there's a child being raped right now and you, the police need to come and stop it from happening. Once you call the police, you get a police report number and then you call back to the National Human Trafficking Hotline and you give them that police number. And then they will contact local organizations in the area to follow up with the police department and get there on the grounds. Now I'm saying it very detailed because I've done this multiple times before when sure. I see a, a victim uh, being uh, trafficked in, in any way or not only trafficked if they're being abused or domestic violence is happening. I know that depending on the location that sometimes the, the police department is trained and has the experience in working with victims, but sometimes they might not have that training yet. And so calling the National Human Trafficking Hotline, make sure that they connect with the local organizations to be there to make sure that a uh, victim is treated with respect and is provided with the right services needed. I know there are some police organizations that have created safe rooms with like a nice couch, fish, comfy pillows, you know, uh, a little counter with cookies and tea, you know, just to kind of make it more comfortable for um, not only uh, victims of commercial sexual exploitation, but any uh, victims of assault of some sort. So I encourage police departments and all departments to create a safer, more comfortable space for people who have been through trauma. Mm -hmm. I forgot mm -hmm. to mention, if you see a victim who is being commercially sexually exploited and don't approach them, call right. the hotline number and the police department because the trafficker is there watching them and can also harm you. So please be careful. Call back up. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what, what I mean by acting appropriately, um, because you can make a situation worse by intervening uh, in the wrong way. Uh, make the call, uh, give factual information, and then let the authorities take it from there. I think that's a very good point. Thank you. Thank you for including that. I've noticed in traveling too, uh, recently, uh, came back from an international trip and then had a stopover in Washington state and then came down to California. I noticed in the airport restrooms that more and more I'm seeing the stickers, uh, placards on the backside of the restroom stall 
door that if you are being trafficked, if you are being exploited, or if you see someone and the phone number and everything uh, was already out there, I just thought, wow, this is, this is really good because it's a good reminder to help people be aware uh, of what they're saying and how to properly act um, if they think they need to take a step to protect uh, a child. You know, when creatives embark on projects like the one uh, you have completed, that is just so, again, so fantastic. Um, you know, you go in with a certain amount of uh, expectation, uh, a number of goals, um, a number of uh, boxes that you want to check off to get done what you you want to uh, get done. Thinking about the expectations that you had doing this documentary, um, I wonder if there's anything that surprised you uh, about the project. What surprised you the most? I think what surprised me the most was just like how all of the creative people who contributed to the film, whether it be through production design or camera or animation, music, um, to all the people in the film or who helped out behind the scenes with the film, it just became like a family. Um, like the amount of support we had for one another and uh, that, that love and family and just like epic teamwork of a movement was so special for me uh, that, that we were able to do this together. Um, I'm so grateful to each person who helped out on the movie and I'm so proud to show all of them the impact it has made. Like that is really profound. And I set, I started the film when I was 21. I set a bunch of goals for the movie and I'm happy to say that today we've accomplished every single one of them. That's fantastic. Congratulations again. Um, can you share some information about uh, some projects you may be working on now, some upcoming stuff? Yeah, so I finished my second feature film uh, called Ruth Wise the Beat Goddess about one of the influential poets of the beat generation and the first female poets. And um, that recently won an Emmy over the weekend. <laughs> right. Congratulations. You're really collecting them. <laughs> That's uh, fantastic. That was a awesome. really huge and, and special part. And we uh, created a foundation to honor her and give out uh, yearly uh, grants and scholarships to help other poets in need. And also this year we're working to get supplies uh, to schools that are impacted by war or we're looking to get like books and writing supplies and, and general necessities that schools that are affected by those areas might need so the kids can uh, be able to write uh, poetry or write or just do schoolwork um, through that so that that's something that we're working on uh, and I started to work on my next feature documentary that um, follows a mother who survived breast cancer and her journey having a baby. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, we just started filming and um, probably be ready in two years <laughs> or, or sooner. We'll see. What advice do you have for um, young folks and particularly women? Because I think sometimes women, we, we, we like the confidence and we struggle a little bit to get out there and, 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 you know, let our light shine the way it should. What's your advice for a young person? How should they go about it? What steps should they take to get them on the path? 
the first step is to take a camera and film something um, that you care about and that really excites you. Because if the project excites you and you care about it, you're going to finish that project. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> once you finish that project, get it out there. Submit it to festivals, host screenings with your friends and family, and uh, just pursue that passion. And don't give up. Uh, if there are blocks in your way, if people are saying no, figure out another way around it. Um, there's, there's no, you'll always be able to find a path, even if it might seem really tough at the time. And that path might lead you to something better. So just keep pushing, keep using your smarts and um, your dedication to continue what you love doing. Yeah, just keep making films. Start and keep going, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Where can folks go to learn more about you? Oh, so uh, they can check out my website, mcmfilmmaker.com, and they can see some of my work. I also work as a cinematographer and work for various different uh, cool projects um, that are all contributing to good causes. Very good. Well, congratulations again to you uh, for a fantastic documentary. It is uh, compelling, poignant, and you'd have to have a heart made of stone not to be moved and compelled to take some positive action to uh, prevent this exploitation from happening to others and and to be watchful. Um, And we, all of us need to do more work and to be better at uh, trying to end this so that uh, children can move through the world the way they're supposed to as kids and not be worried about uh, being abused. So um, thank you. Thank you so much for what you've done. And thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Really great to chat with you. Yeah, wonderful speaking with you too. And thank you for helping spread its awareness. I'm Angela Ross. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe to SoCal Voices and leave a review. Follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook at SoCal Voices.